Hey, what's up, everybody? Michael Vick here, doing the log pod. It is Saturday night for me. Maybe I can get this up tonight. Maybe it'll be tomorrow. We'll see. My voice is a little bit weird because I wouldn't sing really loud karaoke on Friday. So you guys are just getting a little bit deeper voice me. So good for you. All right, so uh, let's let's just take a look at week one real quick. So I sucked. Like, my rankings were trash. I will be the first to admit that. I put myself too high. I talked up Fitzmagic, who's like Fitz injured. And, uh, yeah, my team didn't do well. I mean, I, I really do feel like I've got a good team. Um, Barkley just needs to put it together and, you know, What's his face? Uh, Fitzmagic needs to not, you know, be injured. Who I dropped. Pick up Teddy Bridgewater. I was lucky to get him. All right. So um, we're going to do a new award called the Hard Luck Award that would go to the team that lost but had the highest score. This week wasn't even a, ba- a big deal. It wasn't like the third highest score lost to the first highest score. James McCann had the fifth highest score. And uh, he played my dad, who had the highest score, and lost. So, oh, speaking of my dad, he uh, he made a sound clip for his uh, high point score for the week. Here's that. Well, hello. How are you? This is Thaddeus Vic giving the final report for our deal. The football of hecklers had lost, and I won all that, so that's good. I love the black people, and they're going to go black down, too. So that one's going to do. But after the third week, we have really, really good things here. You know, transaction fee, they're going down, 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 and down. So that'll give me 3-0 and on everything else. Thank you very much for everybody. Goodbye. Yep, we all love you. But, you know, if that was hard to listen to, maybe we shouldn't let him have the high score anymore. I think I'm going to do that from now on, though. Is whoever had the high score for the week, I want to send me a quick, you know, 50-second video of themselves just talking smack. And we'll we'll insert it in, and it'll be fun. All right. So, McCann had the fifth highest score. But, you know, McCann really only had 149 points, which... I think I said this last year. I think 150, if you can get 150 and you should be able to count on a win. That that is pretty much a good goal. So like like Rayford had 132 this week and he got a win, so he got the like super lucky award cuz 132 was the third, fourth lowest on the week. The lowest was Smitty. He barely broke 100 and uh that's not a uh, not championship stuff there, but it is what it is. It's the not-so-subtle bashing of Smitty. All right, so uh, we're going to visit the all-bench team. This is the all of the best bench players that were on the bench and didn't play. So LaRoche's Jared Goff, who I think was like the third highest scorer for all quarterbacks on the week. He had 29.92 points. And he ended up starting Matt Ryan, who had seven points, and Carson Wentz, who had 18 points. So should have started Goff. You won anyway. 
but you made it close. You only won by three, so could have been more if you'd have started Goff. This week, I noticed already you're starting Goff over Wentz, and I understand it. I don't know if I would do it. A little bit, little bit uh, recency bias there. Amanda also had Jameis Winston on the bench, who had she started over, well, her other two starters were Pat Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, who had 33 points and 29 points, respectively. So you didn't really, you would have had one extra point if you'd have started Winston over Hurts. But your quarterbacks are looking good. Maybe you need to look at, look at a trade there. Matt Rayford uh, started Jamal, or started Aaron Jones and Miles Gaskin, who got 4.2 and 12.6 points. Had they started Jamal Williams, they would have gotten a sweet 25 points. wonder if Jamal Williams is going to keep that up in the Denver rushing attack in general. It's a very uh, intriguing situation. And then the other running back who should have started but did not was Melvin Gordon on my team. It was all on one 70-yard run, so not too upset about it. I did start McCaffrey, who had more points, 27.7. Hey, fun fact about McCaffrey. He was the number one running back scorer for the week, and he did not even score a touchdown. That is the first time that happened since 2019 when Christian McCaffrey did it then, too. Very uh, interesting fact I heard on my podcast. Um, And then Saquon Barkley at 3.7. I went back and forth between Barkley and Gordon this week because Barkley started on Thursday, and he only got me like seven ish points, and I'm not happy with it. I think I probably should have started Gordon. But honestly, I wanted to see somebody play on Thursday night. I think if you'd have put Gordon on the Thursday night game and Barkley on the Sunday regular game, I probably would have gone with Gordon just because it's nice to watch a player on that Thursday night game. Wide receiver, um, Jamar Chase for the fantasy football expert, got 20.9 points sitting on the bench. Um, he ended up starting CD Lamb, DJ Chark, and Michael Pittman. And Lamb outscored him with 23. Chark had 17. Pittman had 6. So you should start Jamar Chase over Pittman, which I think you're doing. You, you went ahead and made that switch. Michael Urban um, started Julio Jones, Chase Claypool, DJ Moore, one of the better receiving cores in the, in the league. Julio got 5.9. Claypool got 10. DJ Moore got 15. And Sterling Shepard got 24. I noticed that uh, you really like Sterling Shepard, and you put him in your starting lineup who scored well already on Thursday night. I think he had like 20 points on Thursday night. So good start there. It's hard to really argue with, um, you know, with points, with success. Nick um, also maybe should have started Mike Williams, but kind of the same situation. I don't know how you start him over Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, Deontay Johnson. But Tyreek Hill at 37, Jefferson 12.5, Deontay 14.6, and Mike Williams at 22. So should have started him. I don't know if it would have made a difference in your game. Let's go look real quick. So you you ended up – oh, you beat Michael Irvin by a lot, so it really didn't matter. And then at tight end, not a whole lot of people are, are rostering backup tight ends. Uh, my dad is rostering Gronk, who had 29, and then Noah Fant that had 12.2. So Noah Fant had the most bench scores for any tight ends. Um, the best actual backup tight end scorer for the week was Pat Fryermuth um, with 3.9 points or 3.6 points or something. So good job rostering the best backup tight end. All right, let's, uh, we're going to have some, tra- some real trade tracking to do because we got the Noah Fant-Lavishka-Chenault trade where I traded with my dad. I just needed a tight end. There's nobody on the wire. 
And uh, I think Fant, with uh, Judy going down, I think he could do well. And so I went ahead and traded LaVishka, who I like, but I don't like how it seems like there's not really a number one in Jacksonville. I thought DJ Shark was going to be kind of off the radar, and he just was the high point scorer of all the receivers. So it's hard to – I think I do think LaVishka Chenault's going to do well. I mean, he's going to have consistency. They get him in the short – Short game a lot and let him run with it. And those are, you know, PPR points. So I do think he's going to be good, but I just had to have a tight end. Mike Jacecki is just a giant hole in my team right now. And Noah Fant at least has a chance to be a top, at least a top 10 tight end. So I'm going for that. Um, also, some I went ahead and looked at, because I thought this was a fun little game to play, the offseason trades where we traded for picks. And I went and found who was picked in the spot in which you traded for. So the Jordan Smitty trade, Aaron Rodgers for the 13th round, which is great value on Aaron Rodgers. Smitty ended up taking, well, it depends on how you look at it. He kept Brandon Ayuk in the 13th round, and then his other pick was Tony Jones Jr., which we need to talk about that because I noticed in the draft results that you had Ayuk as the first. Ayuk was the keeper in the pick that was traded from Jordan rather than the keeper in the original pick that was assigned to Smitty. So uh, I, I don't know if that's in the rules or whatever, but that's a good seven, eight picks in between that, that Smitty kind of sacrificed. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe you just plugged it in like that. Who knows? But uh, the other pick besides Ayuk was Tony Jones Jr., who also outscored Aaron Rodgers. Oh, Ayuk, I guess, had zero points, so he did not outscore Aaron Rodgers, but it was a keeper anyway. Tony Jones Jr. had 6.3 points, and Aaron Rodgers had 3.32 points. So Tony Jones Jr., backup, running back, who, who yeah, Camaro's injury-prone, could end up with a nice, nice pick there. I don't even know if you've dropped him. I, I haven't looked. In the Urban McCann trade, Chase Edmonds for a seventh round. Sermon was the pick for Urban, or the pick for McCann, and Trace Sermon with a surprise inactive um, however, Mostert went down for the year, so you know we'll see what that looks like. Elijah Mitchell looks like he could be the starter, but we're talking San Francisco, who has like eight starters a year, so who knows what's going to happen, really, really. The fantasy football expert and McCann. There were three trades. This is the third trade. Fantasy football expert traded with McCann. McCann and um, got T. Higgins, who had fifteen point eight points this last week, and then the fantasy football expert ended up drafting DJ Chark in that pick. So. DJ Chark getting a lot of uh, airtime already in this podcast, even though I said he's going to suck and he didn't suck. And then he also screwed over my Chenault, which I traded. Anyway, so yeah, that's enough DJ Chark talk. Last week, I did go three and three. Got half of the games right, half of them wrong. Oh, wait, I take that back. I got four right and two wrong. So... You know, both of you that are listening to this podcast, you better listen to who I'm picking because I'm right four out of six times, 67% of the time, every time. All right, so, uh, yeah, no, in the uh, LaRoche-Amanda matchup, it was it was a close matchup. I think I said it was going to be close, but LaRoche pulled it out um, with, with a really high score. This was the highest score, uh, second highest scoring game of the week. And um, both teams look good. Amanda, I mean, your team's looking way better than it did last year. I mean, we don't know what Miles Sanders is going to do. This could be kind of a fluke. 
Swift is injury prone. But your uh, quarterbacks are legit. And it doesn't even matter that Cortland Sutton got two points. Tyler Boyd got six points, which is about what you can expect from them, by the way. So I don't know what, what you're doing there. You maybe you need to look at, like, maybe trading Jameis Winston off his completely random five-touchdown, 150-yard passing game that, you know, never happens. Christopher versus fantasy football expert. That was my upset of the week, and I was not correct. So, hey, you know, really, um, the Yahoo projections were 6-0. and So I guess maybe we should all be looking at those over what uh, Michael Vick says. Anywho, um, Jordan beat Smitty. Smitty got that bad performance from Mike Evans. And then, like I said, Camaro went off. Went off. McCann versus my dad. I picked my dad. My, my dad had the high score for the week. He had 100 and, by a lot, was not even close. He got those fit, you know, 50-ish points from the, you know, the two Tampa Bay guys, Brady and Gronk. So that helped a lot. And then me versus Rayford, the whole time I was down, didn't really have much of a chance um, after Antonio Brown, his third receiver, did re- you know went off. I think Antonio Brown is going to be a top 10 receiver this year. I do. I think, And I think Mike Evans is going to be the, the other side of that. I think he's going to lose a lot because of it. So, yeah, that's what I think. That's what I think. All right, let's uh, let's look at the matchups for next week. Momo matchups. Momo matchups. We got Amanda versus the fantasy football expert. Yahoo says the fantasy football expert is going to win, and I also think the fantasy football expert is going to win. I completely agree with Yahoo on all of these except for one. And we'll find that out in a second. Taking a look at fantasy football experts team. His holes are at receiver. We, I talked about how DJ Chark and um, Michael Pittman were not good starts. But Chark did well. And really more importantly, Jamar Chase on the bench looks like he could be one of those very, very rare rookies that performs right away. He's gonna, it looks like he's going to get a lot of targets. But I'd like to see Tampa Bay continue to be that sex, successful before, you know, calling that um, a strong receiving core, or at least, you know, average receiving core. I still think it's weak, and CeeDee Lamb isn't going to, you know, have 23 points every week either, so we got to look at that. However, this matchup is like quarterback central. I think we got four of the top, like, seven quarterbacks in the league with Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Jalen Hurts, and even on the bench, we got it. We got a Trey Lance and uh, Jameis Winston. So um, this is gonna this is gonna come out come down to whose quarterback scores more points, and that's kind of why I went with fantasy football expert. I think Russell Wilson against Tennessee, who got torched last week, Tennessee did. That was not good. And then Lamar Jackson's gonna try to keep up with Kansas City. So. I think those two are going to outscore Pat Mahomes. Mahomes is going to get his, but Baltimore's got a good defense, so they could they could hold him. It could be kind of an Edwards-Alaire game if that game exists. And uh, But the real thing is Jalen Hurts is going against San Francisco, who's got a really strong defense, and I think that's going to hurt. And more so, Miles Sanders on Amanda's team is also going against San Francisco. So I don't see Amanda pulling through the victory on this, so... 
55% favorite for the fantasy football expert, and I agree. In the next matchup, we got Urban versus Christopher. And um, Yahoo thinks it's Christopher, and I agree. I think it is also going to be Christopher. Um, Christopher's team looks good all around. You know, his his wide receivers, Devontae Adams, you know, Rodgers, that whole Green Bay situation needs to needs to figure itself out. Urban already got 17.5 points from Shepard, and then Christopher got 9.5 from Logan Thomas. So Christopher's still favorite, even though he got less than the projection, and Shepard got more. By the way, Urban, why did you start Shepard over Chase Claypool? I... I don't understand why he did that. In fact, what I think you should do is probably start Claypool over Julio. I think Julio needs to be on your bench at this point. Or really, Shepard needs to be on your bench. But he did have 17.5 points, so it's hard to really argue with that. Oh, oh, back up, back up. Beep, beep, back it up. Um, in the – I forgot. I went and picked somebody. Somebody should start. In the Amanda versus Fantasy Football expert matchup, I feel like Fantasy Football m- – Expert needs to start Kenyon Drake over Kareem Hunt. I think Josh Jacobs is out for the game, and Drake would be a better start. I just I just don't get your love for Hunt. I mean, and it's not just you. I mean, everybody has him as a top twenty, and I know he had you know a few games last year where he did that, but I just I can I cannot fathom relying on a backup running back. It seems very scary. All right, back to the Christopher Urban matchup. I, I talked a little bit about how I think I would have gone Claypool over Shepard, but you know it's hard to argue Shepard already had 17.5 points. So he's looking like a PPR monster. Nine receptions for 94 yards. So not a lot of efficiency, but still worked. I'd love to get that out of Saquon. Freaking stupid giants. More like not giants. Little people. So that's where we are in that game. I think Christopher's uh, quarterback little duo, Dak Prescott, Justin Herbert, going against each other, very high over-under. They're going to just – that's you're going to love watching that game this weekend. I think you're just going to love it. Still not quite sure what you're doing with your number two running back situation, but everywhere else you're strong. I don't know if you're looking to trade, but you don't have a lot of bench spots either. I think maybe you're just kind of hoping there's an injury and you can grab grab a running back. All right, Smitty versus Nick. Smitty is the favorite, and I happen to to agree with that. I think Smitty is gonna win. There's really I don't like either one of these teams. There's holes all over the place. Um, Smitty, you know I don't know who your third receiver is. I don't know who Nick's QB one or two is. I mean you got Trevor Lawrence. I guess he's your QB one, but I I think he's barely a QB two. Uh, we got to see it from him. He looked overmatched last week. Um, yeah. So uh, I think Smitty's got this. Smitty needs Ayuk to come back. Um, yeah, anyway. James Robinson on Nick's team, I feel like, is just not getting the work. As, I mean, it's a different coaching staff there this year, so it makes sense why he's not getting the work. Um, however, I wonder what's going on. Why Carlos Hyde's not better than him. That, I, they just got to gotta do something here. All right, um, as far as people I'd start, you know, you could argue Mike Williams is a good start this week. You know, he's he, he was a high scorer last week. He's going against Dallas this week. Should be a high-scoring game. But I don't know who you're going to plug him in over. Deontay Johnson would be your only possibility, but Deontay Johnson's like a strong PPR guy too. So 
Uh, I I don't argue with her. That's really the only one that would be a possible start him over anybody in this matchup. But I still think you made the right call. All right, next matchup, McCann and Jordan. Yahoo says McCann's going to win, but I'm calling the upset of the week. I'm going to say Jordan pulls this off. McCann does have the highest projection of anybody, so I, I could be um, could be looking pretty stupid. 171, that's pretty high. McLaurin already got you 27 points when he was only projected for 17, so that was helpful. Uh, I, I think there are a lot of people on your team who just have high projection. Eckler has 20 projector. I think that's his high side. T. Higgins, 14.6. I think that's his high side. I think Zeke at 16.5, show me first, right? I mean, he's he's basically been a shell of himself for a year and a half now. And he's just not – Burrow, 20 points against Chicago. Yeah, I, I just – down the board, like I think your team is, is getting projected a lot of points this week, and I don't know why. Meanwhile, on the other side, Mac Jones for Jordan is projected for 17 points, and I think Mac Jones against the Jets is going to do really well. So – I you know I think I could look at this all day and I I just think that I think Jordan's team is going to pull it out even though he's the underdog. Um, fun fact: Daniel Jones has already played and got almost thirty points and maybe should have started for James McCann. But who are you going to start him over? Joe Burrow, Ky- definitely not Kyler Murray, like the best player on the planet. But yeah, Joe Burrow, I would not start Daniel Jones. He's barely on a lineup, much less starting. But and he hit a lot of rush yards, took them all from Saquon. Um, that's like complaint number seven about that game. All right, the next matchup, Jad versus Rayford. Yahoo says Rayford's going to win, and I also think Matt Rayford's going to win. I think my dad got really, really lucky last week. Gronk is not scoring two touchdowns again. Brady can't do that every week, although he might, just to prove me wrong. So I, I just think it's going to be Matt Rayford. He is favored, so... It's hard to argue with that since Yahoo was 6-0 last week. Kirk Cousins come down to earth on my dad's team. Damian Harris is not going to score. He's not going to be in double digits, I don't think. Juju Smith-Suster, Marvin Jones are not going not to do 13 and 12 points as projected. And like I said, Antonio Brown I think is really, really good. He's definitely your number one receiver going forward. All right, in the last matchup, the matchup of the week um, is me versus LaRoche. I had these guys ranked one and me, myself, ranked number two, and LaRoche ranked number one. Um, however, I got I to gotta project me. I need this win. I feel like our guy, my guys are going to be fired up. And uh, so, yeah, I think it's going to be me. I think I got you know a quarterback that's going to get some points instead of Fitzpatrick's one point last week. I'm going to get a tight end tomorrow morning. Hopefully, I still hate how long it takes for trades to go. I mean, I, we got to get that changed. That is just ridiculous. Anyway, uh, I was originally not projected to win, but now I am because um, Saquon and Hopkins got over projection. Well, Hopkins got over projection. Saquon was a little bit under projection. Um, and Antonio Gibson was Gibson on LaRoche's team was very under projection. So all, I like those Thursday games, kind of giving me a head start on those, on those guesses. I do, I do kind of see a questionable start on your roster. I saw that you plugged in Goff. Maybe you're still thinking that through. Goff over Wentz, but Wentz is just thrown to the running back, so it's hard to really count on that. 
And so I, I don't blame you. Goff looks like he could be a garbage time hero. So, and it's Monday night. I always love watching those Monday night guys pulling through. I'll be thinking about all day Monday if I'm down or if I'm up, if Goff can overcome it. All right. Uh, that has been episode two. Good luck, everybody. Well, really, everybody but LaRoche. In fact, I'm thinking of playing disc golf with you, LaRoche, tomorrow. That'd be fun. All right. Bye.